Salam Salam from BA. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 24th of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. It's been about two weeks since the federal government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, signed another peace agreement in Pretoria. One of the clauses of this agreement was that Eritrean forces would have to leave Tigray. However, the TPLF is complaining about this clause being breached. The front said on Sunday the 20th that even though the Eritrean government was expected to pull out forces, it has sent more troops to Tigray and is committing all sorts of crimes, including acts of gender-based violence, the killing of innocent civilians and the destruction of property. The front called the Eritrean government a dictatorship and added that the country is not happy with the peace agreement. The TPLF concluded their statement by urging the Ethiopian government and the international community to force Eritrean troops to leave the region. Meanwhile, in Addis, the Ministry of Defense held a ceremony to recognize the negotiators' efforts. Dr. Abraham Belay, the Minister of Defense, and Field Marshal Berhanu Jula, the military's head, were present alongside other top government and military officials. The Minister of Defense said that the government is committed to the full implementation of the peace agreement. He added that he'd like to use the occasion to strongly warn people and organs working against hindering the peace process. Back in Tigray, much-needed humanitarian aid is arriving in the region. On Saturday the 19th, the World Food Programme revealed that two convoys had reached the region. The first one carried two fuel and oil tankers and was sent to the region's capital, Mekele. The second carried food and went to the city of Shireh. The International Red Cross Committee is also helping. After two straight years of not flying to the region, the committee sent essential medical equipment to Shireh through air transport. The UN Higher Commission for Refugees has also sent a convoy filled with food and medical equipment to Mekele, its first since last August. The European Union has revealed that about two million children are not attending school because of the war and that more than 8,000 schools were destroyed. The EU has donated more than 30 million euros to rebuild schools and to feed the children. Prime Minister Abi was on the phone with US Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Tuesday the 22nd. The two talked about the peace agreement's implementation and plans for lasting peace in northern Ethiopia. Blinken acknowledged efforts to restore services and provide humanitarian aid, but stressed that next steps must be taken immediately. Blinken assured Abi that the US is committed to helping the African Union-led peace process. Things are slowly going back to normal as the Ethiopian Airlines CEO, Mesfin Tassiu, 
revealed that the carrier is preparing to resume regular flights to Tigray. The CEO added that aside from allowing the airline to continue providing its services, it will help send more humanitarian aid to the region. If you've been following business news in Ethiopia, then you've probably heard that a few months ago the National Bank decided to ban imports of certain products that are considered unnecessary, like chocolate, human hair, mannequins and alcohol. However, in recent developments, the Ministry of Finance sent a letter to the National Bank and the Customs Commission saying that supermarkets, hotels and restaurants are allowed to import the unnecessary goods if they pay in foreign exchange they earned through their business. The ban won't bind duty-free shops. Speaking of the National Bank, the Benishangul Gumuz region, which is rich in gold, has informed that gold mining companies operating in the region will only be able to sell their products exclusively to the National Bank. The region believes that this restriction will help control illegal gold trafficking and stabilize the country's economy. Moving on, ever since Abiy Ahmed came to power, the government has been working to privatize several sectors. The government has already privatized the telecom sector and plans on selling shares of Ethio Telecom, the only state-owned telecom company, and of Ethiopian Airlines. The government is also looking to privatize the sugar manufacturing sector. About a month ago, we told you that the government had plans to sell eight sugar plants. Investors were called to submit their expression of interest by the 30th of November. However, the Ministry of Finance revealed on Tuesday the 22nd that it has extended the deadline to submit the expression of interest to the 4th of January 2023. Next up, Ethiopians who are living in inhumane conditions in Saudi Arabia after going there through illegal means, continued to go back home. Back in March, the government said that it reached an agreement with the Saudi government to airlift more than 100,000 illegal migrants. On Monday the 21st alone, more than a thousand Ethiopians arrived in three planes. So far, since the campaign began, more than 70,000 Ethiopians have gone back home. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs said that the remaining 30,000 will return soon enough. In other news, back in early September, we told you about a housemaid who allegedly brutally murdered two children. On Tuesday the 22nd, she appeared before the Federal High Court, which deemed her guilty of killing the children. The court made an appointment for Monday the 5th of December to pronounce her sentence. Corruption is rampant in Ethiopia. The government has tried time and again to control it, but to no avail. That's why Prime Minister Abiy told the Parliament on Tuesday the 15th 
that he has put together an anti-corruption committee. The committee will coordinate the government's campaign against corruption and bring corrupt officials and civilians to justice. The committee has seven members, including Minister of Justice Gideon Timotheus and Security Head Temesgen Tirune. Prime Minister Abiy said that the Commission can't do its job alone and will need the active participation of the public. On a positive note, Ethiopia is known worldwide for its amazing coffee. Last week, there was a competition to award the best coffee worldwide called the Ernesto Illy International Coffee Award, which was held in Rome, Italy. Ethiopia and other countries known for quality coffee participated, including Brazil and Costa Rica. Representing Ethiopia, a company called Tracon Trading, which has multiple business ventures, participated and won the year's Best of the Best Coffee Award. Nine experts tasted coffee from nine countries and Ethiopia won the most votes. Did you know that it is widely believed that coffee was first discovered in Ethiopia? And to close this episode, this year's edition of the Great Ethiopian Run was held last week on Sunday the 20th. Over 40,000 people participated in the 10-kilometer run. Abe Gasho, a 24-year-old runner, came in first for the third time. Last year's winner, Gemechu Dido, came in third and Haile Mariam Amare came in second. Abe Gasho was awarded 150,000 burr or 3,000 US dollars. The run's organizer, Haile Gebre Selassie, who is also a well-known businessman and former Olympic athlete, said that because of the peace treatment with the TPLF, he plans on organizing a race in Mekele in the future. And that's it for this week. Another quick question. How are we doing on bias? Axe grinding? We try to be independent and stick to the facts and context with favor and fear of none. How are we doing? So, do we seem even a teensy bit biased? Tell us at Ethiopia at Rorschach.com Ciao!